of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me? I have one. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood... Sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> oh, man. Chevy Chase used to be the greatest. Yeah, this is a bummer. I don't know what happened. Well, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays, everybody. Welcome to the uh, live commentary of the all-time holiday classic reindeer games we will be watching the movie in its entirety was? is that what that was <laughs> no i've no. never seen reindeer games so i don't know <laughs> oh oh you're missing out man uh second only to are there uh, reindeer lord of the rings there are no reindeers There's not but there are reindeer there are the several santa suits and uh a crazy heist and it's got lieutenant dan in it um so and uh charlie's their own legs or sans legs uh with legs oh, um with his original legs yeah his not, real legs? Not the new not legs. Stunt legs? You got new legs. Got new legs. New legs. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, seriously, in all seriousness, uh, welcome everybody to the Movies and Shit. <laughs> First awesome. annual holiday special slash Star Wars preview podcast. Uh, you might call it a Star Wars Christmas special. Star Wars Christmas special part two. That might be what this is. It's been a while. It's good to be back. <clears throat> this feels right. Um, it's been a while. <laughs> but it's not yeah, good to be yeah, back. No. Let, me, let me correct you, Patrick. <laughs> I uh, I'm uh, in, in between well, homes. I uh, don't really know. Yeah, Kelly is homeless well, right now, so it's really good to have you here. It's gonna be really hard to not eat these pita chips. Eat them. Eat them. My girlfriend will understand. She doesn't. She gave them to us. She doesn't. She can't like complain about chewing on the podcast. Right. Right. Doesn't okay. like chew sounds. Right. Neither does my friend Jason, but well, I don't think he listens. Let me eat this caramel then. That definitely won't yeah. make any noise. Chew into that. Mm-hmm. Chew into that caramel. Our there goal go. for this podcast is to um, have uh, our, our running time, the length equal to or greater to Kelly's all-time favorite movie, uh, Lord of the Rings Return of the King, the extended edition, of course. That's so, true. So legitimately pass the Tylenol. Cause, I uh, watched Strap it. in, everybody. Here we go. You you did not. You're you right, did I did. not. You're right, I did. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Nothing changes with you, man. Home or no home? <laughs> I'm still you're the, not you're the cool. same piece of shit <laughs> that you always were. Okay, cool. Glad we're, we're starting off on a real positive, all out positive, uh, positive beat here. This is great. Um, it really has been a while though, and we have uh, seen a lot of shit. Um, you and I both, I think. Right? The amount of time that we've been gone, I, we should have seen even more than this. That's true. Yeah, I feel but, bad about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I worked a couple of the week. We've been gone for I don't even have a clue how long, but a while, maybe, maybe two months. Um, it sure seems Around like that. that. But I, um, uh, I stay with me. Just listen. Stay with me. Totally. Can you deliver in this dialogue like John Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> pausing and looking at the sunset hans booby put away the gun this is radio not television uh, uh, what am i a method actor uh, i need a white knight um <laughs> okay so uh <laughs> i had a train of thought and i completely lost it uh we've been gone a long time we've been you gone are now homeless time. you've lost your well, home that's meantime. true that's true i need a new home yeah 
episode for a new home. It's like Trading Places, the all-time holiday classic you haven't seen. I haven't seen. You're right. Oh, oh Eddie Murphy. Right. Dan Aykroyd. Well, so good. I don't know. Let's get on with it. I don't I don't have, I okay. lost where I was. Take 2. Let's start again. <laughs> Run it back. Um so in in before we jump into what we've seen There's and what's coming things, up yeah. and all that yeah. kind of stuff, um just real quickly and we can dive into whatever kind of news you want, but um Danny uh I is it I Danny Aiello. Yeah, Aiello. Yeah. Uh R. passed R. away. Yeah, rest in peace um from some great flicks, man. Do the right thing. Uh Moonstruck. Yeah, all Moonstruck. Yep. I yep. love Moonstruck and uh, Leon the Professional. Right uh, to just name a few, but uh, in some classic films, man, and just passed away uh, this week. So it was a it was a weird week for Star Trek people. Yeah, um, oh, Odo. So yeah, Renee. What, how do you say Renee's last name? I'll, I'll butcher I'm, it if yeah, I, try it. Gonna, Renee, played, um, played, well, I try it. But Renee, who played play, but I haven't even seen Deep Space Nine. I'm a played Odo. Rookie, yeah, but, played the security chief who was a. Um, uh, I know him well enough. Yeah, shapeshifter. Uh, He's character. such a sweet guy. You see him at the conventions. He was always so amazing. And also um, on one of my all-time favorites, Boston Legal. Right. Which is right. the probably was the it most. Legal? Oh man, it's the most really? my okay. my parents show that I ever watched. Um, and it was, uh, and again, uh, William Shatner. So it had a couple of Star Trek, uh, alumnus on there. Um, yeah, uh, he was great. He was great in everything as Alman. Marina Sirtis's husband also died. I didn't know this. Yeah. So within a day of each other. And then. Wow. William Shatner, who is 93. Oh my God. Filed yeah, for he's divorce in his 90s. from his wife. And to which I think. That's some hard You gotta be shit, real man. miserable. Or, or you gotta, or think real you, gotta happy. you gotta think you got a lot of time left. Uh, you know, at that point, like if I'm 93, I'm probably just riding it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sincerely, unless something crazy happened. That's a crazy thing to. Yeah, do. I sent you that that headline oh, picture, no, I and I was just like, dude, I, I what is had going it on? on? My notes, and I was just what like, is going I on? can't believe this. Uh, the unknown. Do we want to talk about news, or do we want to talk about? Um, Stuff we've seen, because I think that's the biggest section. Stuff right? we've seen. Stuff we've seen. Let's jump right in. So here's what we'll do. Yeah, I'll give you just a list. I mean, we can. We're not going to talk about everything. Oh, sure, sure. But I'm just going to run through a handful of the things that I've seen since the last time we were together, okay. and then you Shoot. can run through yeah. yours because it's just been a bunch. Um, we're going to save this for another episode. But I finish uh, uh, season two of Star Trek Discovery. Awesome. Outside of the short treks, I'm up to speed. Awesome. We'll dive into that a deep dive a little later. Um, finish the entire series of uh, season two for Jack Ryan. Yeah, me too. Uh, the Amazon series, which I really love. Love yeah, that character. So fun. I like that take. Oh, so um, Watched El Camino, which you had talked about awesome. on a previous episode. Yeah. Um, and again, um, not going to go too far into this, but uh, thought it was really solid. Uh, thought it didn't have any of the kind of depth and things that made Breaking Bad one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. But as like an epilogue goes for a character that we're all curious about, I thought it was just solid through and through. It wasn't about um, re- or introducing new characters or storylines or or giving us context for things. All it was was what happened. Yeah, I mean, a beat yeah. by beat because he didn't have an ending. Happened. He didn't have an ending. Yeah. in the what, show or what happened next. Right? So yeah. yeah, and we were all kind of curious. So I thought it was solid through and through. I, I dove into the report. I don't know if you've seen the report. Uh, it's on him. Amazon. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, uh, Driver. Um, you watched the whole thing. I did. I had to take it in sections, man. It's weird. Uh, sometimes maybe I'm just getting older. I don't know what's going on, but when they get into the torture stuff and it's really realistically done, yeah, I have to take a break sometimes. I was in like a holiday movie deep dive, and you then I like, took a break like for that. Right. I'm not, you know, when 24 was 
on. Dude, that's I loved weird. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> but but uh, now I'm all for it, man. Um, I also went through on uh, Netflix as far as the streaming stuff goes. The King. I don't know if you watched the um, King I know with of Timothy. It. It's uh, on my list. Is it Chalamet? Chalamet. 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 Um, dude, he's good. Yeah, like he's re- he's really good. That's why isn't everything? I, I don't know how many people will be into that. I mean, it's kind of like a Braveheart. It's more historically probably accurate than Braveheart. It's but not my favorite genre, but the trailer looked great. So I'm into it, and he's fantastic. It's worth watching just for him. Right. It's amazing how much he sort of commands the scenes because he is very slight, you know, looking. Right. He, he's not a, like a powerful. Not a leading man. Yeah, he's not powerful in terms of his presence. He's not like a big, tall, you know, dark and handsome character. He really looks kind of malnourished yeah. <laughs> but god he comes Ooh, off i'm gonna tell him really powerful <laughs> yeah you can tell him all it's right. all right i think you'll understand yeah um also uh saw uh in terms of the theaters uh motherless brooklyn which i love we'll talk <sighs> about that yeah. uh honey boy yeah. um which i enjoyed waves uh which i don't know how i feel about charlie's angels i don't understand all the backlash i'm not saying it's an all-timer i'll probably never watch it again but right. i just thought it was a fun ride i don't i don't know what i don't think men hate female-led movies, right. but I also don't know why it didn't do better. Right. Um, 21 Bridges, cool. which um, half of what that movie was about I absolutely loved, and half of it I hated. Usually right on. things are more yeah. just across Middle the, of the road. Okay. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know why. I felt the same way about Harriet, which I saw. Um, Good Liar. Okay. Uh, didn't see it. And yep. I went and saw. Um, again, the actors were great, but just thought it was okay. Fair enough. Uh, Knives Out, which I absolutely loved. One of my favorites of the whole <laughs> Hell yeah. Year. Oh, so good. Fucking Top hell bottom, yeah. So good. Um, and then also uh, Dr. Sleep. Yeah. Is going back away. Yeah, yeah. But um, I really liked it. I thought there were some problems with it um, in terms of being connected to The Shining. But as a standalone, um, I really dug it. The mythology seemed a little convoluted it looked like it was a little too much maybe and um going on in terms of connecting to the shining but i will say i went with my girlfriend jess at the time i don't know how she feels now she was like i think that might be my favorite thing i've seen this year well she loved it whoa uh, and i really liked it too we both really enjoyed it thought you and i can't believe it's good and i didn't see it um i will <laughs> but i it's just it's hard i don't, for me I don't to believe, believe you guys but. at all um, no, I believe you. I just can't believe anyway. it. <laughs> so, uh, um, so that's kind of a, a quick. That's a great list. Well, uh, so this episode. is my list. You can see here um, a lot of this you just mentioned, um, but uh, you know, one thing we saw pretty early, uh, you know, a few a month or two ago was we saw a screening of the game. My number two or yes. three favorite movie, yes. depending on what day you ask me this. Yes, <laughs> um, we saw a screening of it at the Vista at midnight. And the right. game, uh, you know, anybody listening that hasn't seen the game, well, watch the game. It's just so great. Uh, Jess hadn't seen it. What did she say afterwards? Like, did you guys talk about it at all? Yeah, just really dug it. We talked about all the details. You know, yeah. what What Fincher is maybe better at than anybody um, ever, maybe, it yeah. are, are the little details and stuff. When you start dissecting stuff and going back. He's a master of directing details. Matter, right? yeah. Even stuff that, like, hey, listen, it doesn't make the whole better. It's just, it's just really cool. That he was paying this much attention that this <laughs> yes, many things is in yes, it, right? Yes. Uh, that's what he's really good at. That's the stuff we mainly talked about. Um, we uh, Speaking of that, we also went to – that's a group called Secret Movie Club. Yeah. Secret Cinema Club. You've seen some uh, other stuff they did? Yeah. We went to Blade Runner, which cool. I've never yeah. seen. Loved it. Uh, got a really cool poster. They they do like uh, the posters Vista? just for each individual movie. Yeah, they sure did. Just then. So, yeah, we went to the, back to the Vista, saw that. We also did – I want to talk about this later because we're going to get into holiday movies. But we went to Die Hard on a Rooftop. 
in downtown cool. LA. Cool. And that was awesome. Um, yep. You know, just one of my all time, the all time. Until they do it on the roof of Fox Plaza. Yeah, I know. I'm, that's I'm, the way to I'm out, man. <laughs> that's no, not for me. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like it sucked. <laughs> um, no, that was a lot of hey, fun. Hey, man, wrong rooftop. Yeah. Sorry. I know. Uh, we're on the wrong building here. Um, but no, that was a lot of fun. Um, and then a helicopter comes in and shoots at you. <laughs> I don't know if I want the full experience. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Experience for this. The other thing that um, that we tried to do, um, I had a uh, sort of small outpatient toe surgery uh, this past week. You don't need those toes. Brutal. Oh, it hurts so much. Um, but uh, w- before the surgery, when I probably needed to go ahead and get it, we attempted to go to the Lord of the Rings trilogy screening. At oh, the yeah. You told me you were going to do this. Oh, man. I would. I probably go? wouldn't have attempted for anything else other than maybe Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Indiana Jones. But uh, we went and I made it through the first three hours and I was just in such pain that I that we had to bail. Um, so I didn't make it to the whole thing. My Is it because the movies well. aren't that good? Oh, uh, no, it was, be- <laughs> that's funny. It's right. funny coming from you. Uh, yeah, that's they were the extended funny. editions. So I did make it three and a half hours actually, but no, I hobbled back to the car after that one and called the doctor and, and was in the next day. But, uh, that was a lot of fun too. I'm glad they brought those back. Uh, it's the American cinema tech that yeah, we right. want to see here. Uh, can't wait to take you with me next year. I know yep. you're excited. I'm in. And Sign we'll, me we'll up, go man. all 12 oh, hours. Oh, no, no, no. I'm busy yeah. that day. We'll, we'll go Sorry. all 12 hours next I just checked. Sure. I'm, de- I'm busy. Um, <laughs> Your Christmas gift to me. Well, hey, so my list has a couple of things you didn't see yeah. or that you didn't just mention. The Lighthouse. Um, the well. Lighthouse. That one's so staring right out. I'm a, I'm a bummer. I'm a bummer. I'm, yeah, I'm you a, are. Because of Lord of the Rings, you That's not Freudian or anything. Yeah, you deserve it. Um, anyway. I am a huge bummer. I'm bummed that you haven't seen that because I really wanted to talk about it. Hey, Jess. Bye. Did you love it? Um, it I So initially my reaction was yeah yeah that's a movie <laughs> yep all right but after i sat on it for uh, you know many hours maybe the next day yeah i was yeah. like i think i love it wow okay i think i love it um okay. it just was it was more if for no other reason than it's just more interesting than most things i've yeah. seen recently yeah. and anything that's different at this point i'm just i'm i'm in uh i just wish every movie was as different from the last as that yeah, one was and it's not like it's not kind of predictable it you know you see the trailer and not to give it away but the trailer you know gives you a pretty good idea of what the movie's gonna be right um right. there's no secrets there about the general tone of it all mm-hmm. um but my point there is that it, it takes a little while to kind of digest it. Uh, and then once you have <laughs> the fucking girl at Alamo, the, the waitress, she was so sweet, but she was just like, have you seen it yet? You know, before the movie even started. Right. And I was like, nope, seen it for the first time. She's like, it's a lot. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, okay, yeah. She's like, as long as you know, it's a lot. Those, That's what she said. And I was just like, what does that fucking get away, mean? Get what out of here. What the hell does that you mean? Want your tip, get out. Yeah, leave me alone. What are you doing? Well, you, you know, know, the connective tissue in that film is that both Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson have both played vampires. <laughs> that's great. Okay, well, that's Did either great. of them yeah, end yeah, up yeah. being vampires in this <laughs> Spoiler. No? Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so the other one <clears throat> that jumps out, because a few of these we have we both saw and we can talk about. Right. The other one that jumps out that was on your list was Ford versus Ferrari. So you missed that one? Haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I want to. Please, really want to. Please see it. It's uh, it's at the top of my list for this year. Wow. Maybe okay. in the top three this year. Wow. Top three to okay. top five of this year so far. My uncle um, loved it, and it's not the kind of movie he normally would it love. It is so I know it's pretty, outstanding, pretty good. and it might be, I was telling my dad today, I think it might be my favorite Matt Damon 
role Ooh. in Ooh. in as long as I can remember. Okay. You know, even ones that's that are so Matt Damon-y where he totally goes full Matt Damon, like a like <laughs> like a Martian or something like that. Right. Where he's just like oh, Good Will Hunting, I'm just gonna Jason make Bourne. Yeah, the, I this is just better. Okay. It's a better Matt Damon. Okay. I love this Matt Damon. Anyway. Fair enough. So uh How do you like yeah. them apples. Well there you go. Okay. Well, right on. Uh right on. Um well let me just say real quick also, because like you said, we're gonna dive into some of the ones yeah. that we've that we've kind of both seen. Um but I saw 21 Bridges, and, and I mentioned a minute ago, it, it's strange that something could be so good in certain ways and so sort of terrible in other ways. Really? And man, I, the tone of that movie, how it opens, sort of the setup, and also the music. Really? Um, it is, man, I think I, I would tell you it's worth seeing in the theater for that. Um, it, it sort of comes apart in that the mystery is so predictable and you figured it out within five minutes. I can't imagine anyone not kind of figuring it out that there's no way to look at these characters, even though I think they're acting their asses off and doing a great job, but there's no way to follow them and not think these guys are all idiots. Do you know what I mean? And not knowing what's going on. Sure. So it's sort of, it's weird that they didn't solve this sort of obvious issue of the story because everything else is really, really good, man. And I, I, that was, that was a real drag. Well, I mean, we know that, uh, that those brothers, the Russo brothers, yeah. they can direct action and whatnot. I mean, is it, is it, cause it looked to me like just a really good cop movie. Is it, man, it, is it, it just lost? Well, it, it could have been better than just a good yeah. cop movie. What I'm yeah. saying is like, the, I think the reason I don't like it is because it, I thought it could have been so great. Right. Um, but from the very beginning, man, you just it, it's like the Hitchcock thing where you see the ticking bomb under the under. The, and that's supposed to build tension mm-hmm. you know, under the table. But they I, I don't believe that the filmmakers knew that we knew what was going on. Like that didn't seem to be. by oh, design. Wow. And, and like maybe it was. But if it was, I you can't follow a character that is your hero. And who you think is a moron. Do you know what I mean? Like, unless it's like a Forrest Gump situation. <laughs> you can't be like, this is the man. You know, he's the man. He's carrying himself like the man. He's figuring stuff out like the man. But he's not solving the one giant glaring issue looking right at you, you know, the whole time. And that was uh, that was kind of a, a kind of a bummer. I don't want to stay on, on that one. No, that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's really just interesting that to me because yeah, it's still on my that. list. But yeah, um, you're, you're kind of helping me, you know, pare down on what I might see over the next week right. or two. So that's right. good. Did you see Charlie's Angels, um, by the way? No, I didn't. It's okay. on my list. I would see it. Um, you know, what was great was I was in Florida with my niece, Morgan. She just moved there. Yeah. And uh, we had one day, one afternoon, we were going to go see a movie. And I was like... I was like, let's look at everything that's playing across the street and uh, the times. And it was between Charlie's Angels and Harriet. And uh, she's a 20-year-old girl. Right. And right. I was like, what do you want to see? And she's like, definitely Harriet. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so, maybe that's why so, the movie hasn't done well. So maybe I was, we just don't know what kids want now. <laughs> right, right, right. And that's kind of what I was getting at was I was like, oh, yeah. cool. I was like, badass. That's, it's just a fun spy team movie. I don't get... I really don't understand. Uh, anyway, well, that doesn't matter. What did right. you? Uh, what did you end up thinking about Harriet? What I, did she? I really, re- I you know, I think she liked it um, for its historical importance, right. and uh, but I really liked it. I thought it was fantastic. What you were saying that there were things you didn't like about it. Yeah, it, as listen, as a, um, it's an incredible story, right? Right, right off the bat, uh, so it's really just an unbelievable story. Yes. If, if you're taking it as they're presenting this the way maybe you're presenting the 300 Spartans holding that pass against the Persian army 
in the same way that the movie 300 did where it's the comic book sort of over the top thing. Right. Then I'm down. I just thought it was, it was so mythic, you know, which that story kind of lends itself to, but sure. it was so mythic and kind of ungrounded in terms of, you know, singing full voice, um, with people around, you know what I mean? And the people that she wanted to hear could hear the people she couldn't, couldn't. And I get it, man, there's mysteries that can't be explained. And like, she's saying that God's leading her and that kind of stuff. But to me, it was, a, she was, so flawless, you know what I mean? And she's an incredible character, obviously. Oh, incredible person, obviously. But it was just presented in a way that was – I would have been more interested if it had seemed to me a little more, um, I don't know, grounded. I grounded. Guess yeah, I, I guess that's it. the word. I still yeah. dug it. I was on board. That's the particular presentation of an incredible story they did. Right. So it's fine. I'm not knocking it. And again, I think the just the story and the and the person historically is unbelievable. And what they kind of you you get little bits of information what happened a- afterwards with her at the end, and that's sort of unreal too. But um, yeah, I just thought it was um, yeah, uh, she was a little uh, otherworldly, which I guess is the point. But um, yeah. Fair enough. Didn't totally yeah. work. No, I, I really, uh, yeah, I, I get it, but uh, I really dug it. And uh, oh, and uh, I just want to say uh, one more time, knives out. You just said Ford versus Ferrari, jumping into your top three. Yep, that's probably my favorite mystery and sort of Agatha Christie uh, style mystery that I've ever seen on screen. I just really, <clears throat> really enjoyed it, top to bottom. Um, all that it all that it does is it confirms Ryan Johnson is a fucking masterful. Right. Right. Um, Everybody's good in it. Everybody's great. Yep. He's a masterful director. He knows what he's doing and uh, everything's delivered. Everything's smart. Everything's Mm -hmm. thought out. Mm -hmm. Um, And everybody's performance is so, so good. Pitch perfect. So good. That uh, I just can't wait to see all the other movies. All this is doing is it's helping Ryan Johnson to become someone that can make whatever movie he wants. Yeah. And for a while there, I mean, he made Brick and then he made Brothers Bloom. I didn't really love Brothers Bloom. It was okay. Yeah. Um. Then what did he do? I think I respect his stuff more than I love his stuff. Yeah. Like a lot of his stuff doesn't yeah. necessarily my kind of movie, but I'm yeah. just like, oh, he's good. And this was the first one I think that I watched that I was like, yes. oh, he's good. And this is awesome. And for I me. love it. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars was, but you know, mm. they were subverting some weird things, things that I didn't it. necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. want. Right. Not that they were bad, but, right, um, right. but yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, it was um, I'm with you on all that. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, I'm just looking at the list. So let's talk about Motherless Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. Because. Yeah. This didn't get a whole lot of fanfare. Um, Edward Norton, I would say, I would say that Edward Norton, he, you know, he writes, he directs, he stars in this, he produces it, presumably also. Yeah. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot for a person <laughs> that to is. do, that is. especially when you're doing a character. Yeah, yeah a very, as, very detailed yeah. character. But, um, I don't think he has a super sure hand in directing. I think he has a really sure hand in uh, writing and acting. And um, and I think he got all the right performances. Everybody I is agree. perfect in it. Um, but I think, I think technically um, it's not particularly well shot. I thought you might say stuff like this. Um, some of the technical stuff, but it doesn't matter because yeah. the story is so good and everybody is so good that, and, and, and I don't think I even care generally about this era, right? This whole crime noir gumshoe forties 
you know, this is technically right. 50, 1952. Right. But I just didn't think I would care. Yeah. Then I watch it and I'm like, oh, this is for me. Like this right, feels sure. like home. Uh, well, I'm looking at your notes here and yeah. two things I want to touch on. Yeah. One on that thought you've got, it's very timeless with the racial bias and gentrification and all that stuff. Yep. And that's true. And that's the thing that I think is the most important. And I'm going to dive into that in a minute, but you've also got written there a little long. I don't know how you felt about this. Jess and I both went to this movie and kind of turned to each other at the end. And we were like, man, we could tell we were in here a long time. But we never got bored. We never got out no, of it. I don't know if you did. No. We stayed in the whole time knowing that it, what is it, like two and a half hours? Like it was yeah, a, a probably. lengthy flick, but I was still in it the whole it time. It could have been cut down. I think, yeah, so I think yeah, that's it where it could have, but it, I don't it, think it, it mattered to it, me. It, it struggles with editing and it struggles with cinematography. Right. Um, that might be the cinematographer, but it also might be Edward uh, doing. Yeah, who knows? Who, who knows? But who knows. it doesn't matter. Um, well, on the timeless note, I just want to, I'm going to try to try to kind of blaze through this, yeah, go but, ahead, uh, yeah. but I read something that Ken Burns, uh, the oh, great yeah. documentarian, probably the, the documentarian, premier documentarian yeah. of all time, whether you like it or not. Uh, as far as that timeless thing, he wrote, uh, and I'll kind of jump around this, but I was able to see Edward Norton's remarkable new film, Motherless Brooklyn, uh, in September. It was one of the best films of the year, spellbinding, ambitious, beautifully realized, blah, 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 blah. And then he wrote, and yet Motherless Brooklyn does, uh, delivers so much more. An instant classic. He goes on and on about the jazz score and all that kind of stuff. Oh, God. And how, you know, Norton wrote, produced all these things we just talked about. But he compares it to Warren Beatty's Reds, Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven, uh, Roman Polanski's Chinatown. And the Chinatown one was the the one that I was most interested in because he goes on to talk about how it it delivers all these thrills and sort of this gumshoe type of stuff. But, you know, the reason it, it... sort of transcends is because this takes place in the past, he says, but in every way, uh, it's a story for our time. Grappling with big themes, preservation versus growth, humanity versus industry, cynicism versus activism, unchecked political power arrayed against common interest. Um, And that was something I thought was interesting. He talks about how, you know, whether you're a documentarian or a narrative filmmaker, you know, these are things that are important. These are things that transcend and are worth talking about and presenting on screen. And then he writes, in these difficult days when those highest office display an imponderable and craven lack of moral courage, courage, or even a simple respect for the rule of law, when an astonishing number of our citizenry uh, are willing uh, to yield to bullies and racists, it's easy to get worn down and do what Chinatown's main character, Jake Geddes, uh, advises as little as possible. Motherless Brooklyn defies that cynicism uh, with a counter-assertion, and Norton's afflicted anti-hero uh, rises to the face of cynicism, greed, and brutality, and suggests that there is a hero in all of us uh, and that action has meaning. Uh, and basically, he just says, if a lonely orphan burdened by society's heartless response uh, can rise above daily struggles and battle against jaded masters of the universe types, then what excuse do the rest of us have? And I just reading that kind of cemented the movie to me. Yeah. And made me think, I mean, that's better than anything I can say about it. Mm-hmm. And I know that was kind of long. But the reason I wanted to jump into that is because I do think this was an important movie. And I do think it's very, very relevant for now. And not so easy either. It's not just easy to say no, these are bad guys and what they're doing. What they're doing is wrong, but you sort of do understand what their vision is. I mean, as bad as it may be in a lot of ways, you understand what the people who are changing the city in a very racist way and, you know, a very like, um, you know, you you can say a lot of things about that, but you also, they're not just monsters. You know what I mean? Even if what they're doing is is an evil thing, um, you you kind of understand their point of view, even if you don't agree with it. And I thought that was really, really um, interesting. 
we're seeing. And ironic that uh, we got Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. And Alec, yeah, <laughs> and it doesn't role. escape you that Alec Baldwin, who is now Trump yeah, on playing SNL Trump, yeah. every week, um, that that he was uh, the man. Uh, so here. great! I really, really, really loved it. And, Check it out. Um, Check it out. And uh, you mentioned super briefly, but the music is outstanding. Oh, so good. The music yeah. is outstanding. It's my it's my soundtrack so far this year. I've been uh, listening to it a lot. Yeah. yeah so, I agree. Um, yeah, I didn't get much love. So I'll mention, just because it's, uh, it's fun. Uh, I saw Ford versus Ferrari in Florida. And even though I loved it, I loved it, I loved it. Um, I just have to mention that the theater I saw it at is in a, a spot that I hadn't been to in a long time. Uh-huh. Um, and it was an AMC. So I was like, okay, okay I got my AMC okay. pass. So I'm going to go over here. Right. And, uh, I probably hadn't been there since 1996. Um, I saw Independence Day at this theater. Oh, I was wondering why you were so specific. <clears throat> yep. July yeah. 1996. Fuck yeah. And the day we and, fight back. And it literally, it's one of those things where when you haven't been to a place, but then you're in a place again, it instantly comes back. You're like, oh, yeah, I remember this parking yeah. lot. I remember where we parked. We parked right there. <laughs> Setting is we a walked lot. in. Yeah. You know, we had a big group of people. We all walked in, went to Independence Day. It was a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, this theater had not been updated since 1996. So I'm seeing Ford versus Ferrari in this theater and his terrible projection. Aww. Sound was okay. The projection was dog shit. And it just is a bummer because Ford versus Ferrari is a pretty dynamic movie with right, uh, with right. you know loud noise and and it was just shitty. But it's fine. I mean, again, with the standards. Did you see it again, or was that just no? The, and I really, okay. I really should, and I would. Right. Um, my dad was saying today, he's like, oh, I gotta see that, and I'm just running out of days to see shit. But anyways, the, yeah, no, for, man, seeing so something twice now. is so silly at this point because I got like 15 things. I know. Um, that's the drag in this crusade to see everything right yeah <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of things you want to revisit well speaking of a crusade so i'm at 83 movies so far this year in oh, the theaters God, i have no idea. and i want to break 100 so that's a goal which is hard because oh, yeah. today is the 15th. You got very little time so not including today i got right. 15 more days wait a second are you talking just a running list of everything you've seen or are you talking in the theaters? in the theaters okay i was about to say you've yeah, seen yeah. more than 100 things okay Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. No, just in the theaters. Um, I had my biggest month last month, and I only know this because AMC tracks this stuff. Right? <laughs> it tells you. So yeah, <laughs> uh, we, yeah I went to uh, nine in the theater. Um, That's great. Last month, which That's is huge. most I've seen. Yeah, yeah, far. yeah. But in addition to that, like I said, we did the rooftop. We did Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I've done a few. So we've of those, been to yeah. a couple of those too, and then we did the two Secret Movie Club. Right. So I probably saw close to fifteen in theater this past. Um, month. Another one I want to shout out to is Fantastic Fungi. Um, did we talk about this at no, all? No. So all. it's a documentary. It's in very, very, very limited release right now. Like I don't even think you can see it in LA, but there are some, oh, actually we might have, to there play. are some theaters around that are still playing it. But anyways, I did a gig at the hotel del Coronado in San Diego and I got to meet the, the guy, uh, who made it, who is a national geographic filmmaker, documentarian, um, Word. he's one of the fathers of the modern time lapse. So really beautiful nature time lapses and whatnot. And, uh, his name's Louis, Louis Schwartzberg and I met him and then, um, he was doing a, a like a, a talk on stage. And then after his talk, he was like, yeah, we're showing the movie tonight here in this you know room. <laughs> and I was a part of that. I was working it essentially, um, from a video standpoint. Cool. And so, uh, I got to see this great documentary called Fantastic Fun Fungi. I got to meet him, the filmmaker, and the guy who it's about. 
Who's a guy named Paul Stamets? Does that ring a bell? Paul Stamets. He is the character name of the chief engineer on our Star Trek Discovery. Oh, shit. In honor of the real guy. The real person. Who is named Paul Stamets, who is the modern father of mushroom science. This all makes sense. Yeah. Sport. Right. Sport technology. So, yeah. Anyways, you make the connections. But anyways, I got to meet Paul Stamets, and it was a really, really cool event. And I have since gone a second time. Up in San, I was just in San Francisco this last week, uh, and I visited some friends. But I brought my friends Tom and Genevieve uh, to it at the Roxy Theater, which, in my quest to find all of the best movie theater experiences, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're ever in San Francisco, it is their really, really old, still running from forever indie theater. Nice. Um, it's fantastic. The programming is fantastic. And uh, they have been playing fantastic fungi like crazy, meaning it wasn't just like a one night thing. Right. And it was packed. It's a 300 seat theater. And it wow. was, I swear, like 280 people were in there. Um, that's awesome. And so that's just a testament to how much money this movie is making per screen. On a per screen average, it's probably beating most big movies right, right. now. Right. Because it's probably only on three screens in the country right now right. or something. Right. Um, but it's a beautiful documentary and it's about mushrooms. Uh, well, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Shout yeah. out to, so, uh, the Roxy and, yes, uh, Roxy and shout theater. out to two, uh, huge Lord of the Rings fans. Um, Tom and Genevieve. Yeah. Yeah. He was giving me lots of shit. The Great. Other day, actually, Great he people. really, keep it up. Tom. He was really ripping into me about it. <laughs> keep so. it up because, <laughs> because <laughs> we'll Gen- battle yet. Gen- okay. So what happened was <laughs> I stayed home. Uh, and watched and watched a movie with Genevieve when Tom was at work, and uh, and we watched Britney runs a marathon, which I had wanted to see. It's okay. on Amazon Prime now because it got really good reviews right. this year. Right. Heard and about then it. Tom came home. He was like, "What do you guys do?" We were like we watched Britney runs a marathon, and he was like, "Yep, I had no interest in seeing that." And we started to talk about how Tom doesn't <laughs> want to watch certain types of movies. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, you don't like." this genre and that genre and this genre and i was like oh i can see and he's like you (laughs) are talking to me about not wanting to watch a genre movie the proof is in the pudding motherfucker amazon's a billion dollars he was not happy on the lord of the Um, rings wow this is great i love that this has started yeah Um, (laughs) this is wonderful i feel very attacked i think genevieve was on my side though well, hey, um, I don't know uh, if you're if you've kind of run through. I, I like to think that Genevieve wasn't, but but then again, <laughs> I wasn't there. Uh, so I I don't know how many more of these you want to cover. What's that? One of the big things we're going to dive into here uh, is both Star Wars, yes, and then also just you know holidays, holiday flicks, holiday yes, experience. Those are definitely thing. big things. Before we do that, yep. do you want to kind of just quickly breeze over trailers that have? Uh, yeah, so I don't like have that? a ton of notes anyways. So let's, right, let's just, let's, let's knock that out. First. Um, two of the biggest. Well, okay, so probably the the couple biggest trailers we've gotten, but I want to talk about more than that. Um, we got our full No Time to Die trailer. Yeah. And it's great. Um, should we watch it live like we did with the Star Wars one? Because I was I was going to suggest either that, if we were going to watch anything, either that or one, the Wonder Woman 1984. So here, okay, so that and Wonder Woman and Ghostbusters are probably the three right. big ones the big that ones we got sure. in the last couple of weeks. Big month for, um, for trailers. Jesus Christ. And there's some other ones here I got written that are right. also a right. big deal. Um, 
but I the wonder. Okay, so I'm sorry. Let's let's not. Yeah, go ahead. I was just. I don't want. I don't You're want to something. What are you reading? But yeah, I was going to mention the six underground trailers yeah. and what you've got written on your notes next to six read underground it, trailer. It. Dog shit. Yeah, it's dog and shit. I totally agree. I is, love Ryan Reynolds. Is one of the worst like, ah, fucking things I don't know I've about seen. this. So. Michael anyway. Bay sucks. Donkey uh, dick. So yeah. the he bottom the bottom line there is that that trailer is uh so poorly made. Yeah. And it might end up being a fun action movie. Right. But that right. trailer makes no sense. Right. And that's a tra- like a trailer can be anything. That's and true. you got all this amazing footage of all this amazing action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you're not trying to tell a story, which they weren't, right. it's just a compilation of fun shit. Right. Edited to music. Right. How do you fuck that up? Maybe it's it is so, so bad. bad. Maybe it is. Yeah, so bad right, right, right. They really did do the best that's job. That's all I can think is so. that the movie will be worse than the trailer. Well, we'll always have death. Um, but have you seen the the behind the scenes Ryan Reynolds Six Underground video? No. no okay, not. we gotta come back to that. Okay, because it's clearly so. The Six Underground trailer actually has been out for a couple of months. Okay, it has been, but the ryan reynolds like behind the scenes marketing video for it right is hilarious and we'll we're gonna watch it he is great those are um, he does really well but the bottom line okay so getting back to the trailers wonder woman trailer uh did you like it yes i loved it and here's what you i loved re- it here's what i realized when i watched loved it. it yeah here's what i realized when i watched it the same thing as stranger things the same thing as pretty much everything okay um the, if you want to crush nostalgia right now, right. give me the right music and the right setting, and as long as you don't mess anything else up, <laughs> I'm on board. The 80s is the time to do it. And I actually thought about this a lot. This is the reason I wanted to talk about this trailer. Yeah. For some reason, you know, my buddy Adam, who used to write with me, we, we kind of talked about how if you were going to do a modern day Wonder Years, we were sort of tracking the years for when that came out in the 80s and that set in the 60s, you know, and you get into mm-hmm. more of that kind of thing. We were like, you'd be in the 90s now. The, the nostalgia that you would jump on board for would be the 90s. Uh, and speaking of which, they're apparently working on a Power Rangers movie now that is set in the 90s. Just want to mention that. Jesus. Because um, that's important. But, um, but I, I started thinking about it and I was like, you know, for whatever reason, no matter what time period you're in now – I really think there's something about the 50s and the 80s that lends itself better to nostalgia. Yeah. And your all-time favorite, Back to the Future, sort of hit the nail on the head <laughs> predicting this because when they go forward, you know, it's Cafe 80s. Which right. I know it's just because the movies were made in the 80s, but still. Um, and, you know, that That's whole American graffiti, yeah. Happy Days thing. And now we're in this era where they're doing the same thing with all the 80s stuff. Right. And the only thing I could kind of come up with, and maybe this is bullshit, this is just spitballing, but I think there's something to – that whole idea, whether it's true or not, where it seems like a more innocent time, right? Mm-hmm. Where it seems like, oh, remember when it was simple? It's all about remember seeming when it was like, simple, yeah, 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 in the fifties. And this is honestly, man, this is where this can go dangerously, in my opinion. With all of the, I don't want to get too political here, but with all of the Make America Great Again, Great Again stuff, where it's like, remember how great it was? We're going to get there again. And if you really want to get extreme and you want to get make people really mad, and you start talking about Hitler in the thirties. Right, that's exactly what he said. But um, but I think it can go very wrong. But at the same time, it seems like there is something that is core to the human experience, or at least for broad audiences, where we do long for that simplicity. And I, I think it's the same as why our myths always take place way in the past, like Lord of the Rings, or way in the future, like Star Wars, where it's very clear. Star Wars was in the past. 
that fair point fair point but set in the, this is the same thing as like oh it, is it is it fantasy or is it sci-fi right, you right. know it's the right, past right. but it's the future setting so yeah but you know what i mean you meant like star it, trek but that's fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll get there next yeah. episode but but anyway i think there's something to that i don't know yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is i just do you, to the real it. question is do you think they will deeply deeply go into this uh psychological phenomenon in wonder woman 1984 no. Okay, right. That's the correct answer. <laughs> no, this is um, all my own baggage. Yeah. <laughs> which I bring to every flick. <laughs> Sounds like you're overthinking I, it. And <laughs> I watch it. Why do you think I'm so emotionally tied into so, Star Wars? I mean, it's all, a all, all the shit you just said is funny because it, it ties in with Ghostbusters also. Yes. You know, yes. What, what that is. 100%. And, um, and I really, and got one of the I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I really enjoyed that trailer. I think, uh, I think it has the potential to be good just because it might be a different thing. Right. Um, but at the same time, it's just the fatigue. It's the remake fatigue yeah, and the reboot I get fatigue. It. I get it. It's just like, I don't give a fuck. Um, I will be honest with you. I didn't like the Wonder Woman trailer uh, very oh, much. Oh, um, you heartless I son of like, a bitch. I like, We're going to go to the wizard. I like, get you a heart, yeah, I like what's in it. Um, but I don't think it's particularly well edited. Mm. Um, again, because you have so much in your favor, you have all this amazing right. visual stuff right. and you can pick from any eighty song baby. you want, right. any 80s song, the 80s songs are the best. They're the most yeah. fun, upbeat, Give me that neon. like, uh, uh, you know, with the most, uh, effect immediately to your listener where they're just going to melt, right. you know, when they hear these 80s Get songs. That synthesizer going. And I think the song they picked, I don't know why they picked that one. It's a good song. I'm, j- I'm just saying I think they could have done better, and I think it could have been edited better. Um, there's a couple of shots in it specifically where I'm just like, that's fucking dumb. There, uh, <laughs> anyways, um, I but I what I loved was the No Time to Die trailer, and I know we've both seen it, but I think yes. it is, go- other than Star Wars coming out in a few days, I think No Time to Die is probably the most important and anticipated movie in our lives. Yes. Um, you and I, after Star Wars. For us, the next exactly. One. So I think we should just watch sentiment. it, just to refresh ourselves. And, Let's do it. Uh, see what happens. So, Let's do it. Hang on. Why would I betray you? We all have our secrets. Uh, oh, steely blue eyes. Those blue eyes. Yeah. That's great. We got a car chase. We're jumping off a bridge. The world is arming faster than we can respond. Where's 007? He's got a pot belly. He's old again. Ray, Ray again. The only one I trust for this. Jeffrey Wright coming back. Okay, so this is a 1980s Aston. Aston Martin. The car is the star. There's another Aston. Here's the new female African American. Yep. Well, not African American, but the one that works. I thought you two would get along. Black 007. Name? Bond. I like this. James Bond. Because they don't know who he is. You, I miss you. It's the most valuable asset this country has. If you feel yourself losing control, I'm not going to lose. <gasps> control. <laughs> James, you gave up everything for her. When her secret finds its way out, Phantom of the Opera Mask. The death of you. What is it? 
James Bond. License to kill. History of Ah, uh, that's some good action. Driving through the I love a motorcycle chase. Only your skills die with your body. This is Knives Out 2, by the way. History isn't kind to men who play God. He looks good in the sweater. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Ah. Motorcycle jumps. See, it looks like Phantom of the Opera 2, with all the candles floating. This is it. This is the best part. Just doing a donut, machine gunning all the bad guys <laughs> in that Aston Martin. They know what Bond fans want. Yeah. Well, uh, I love the trailer, unlike the other ones we've been talking about and yeah. shitting on. Yeah. It's extremely well made. Yeah. But um, I, it also didn't. Um, Feels the same. It didn't. Uh, thank you. It didn't feel different. Playing the hits. <laughs> from. Uh, all the rest of them recently. So here's and the thing. I was really hoping Carrie Fukunaga would just, it would just be batshit crazy looking. Well, here's my thought. If, and it if, uh, kind of just looks the same. Yeah, it looks the same, but I'm thinking even like as far as beats and what it seems to where it seems like we're going. Right. If they do this right, villain, this is his secret, last one, uh, he's well, not even on, beyond on that, man. Payroll anymore. Be, yeah, beyond uh, that, like him blah, being blah, blah, old, blah. coming back, the girl that he fell in love with. Possibly yeah. being a double who has a secret. Like, right. all of those beats are what the Craig uh, run Ones been. have all been. The, well, at least the good ones. The first one right, and the third one. Yeah. Those, and it's like a combo of those. So if they do this right and they're doing that intentionally and they're in on it, right, I understand how that's a perfect way to tie it all together. Like, right. if all of these things, they're aware, self-aware of it and and they're doing that intentionally and they're going to – there's going to be a reason for it, I understand. If not and we are legitimately just getting another girl who is the same as Casino Royale – and we are bringing him back into action when he's older and no one really knows him. They're like, it's a young man's game. Why are you here? And he's older. Then then we really have had a five-film run where they weren't able to come up with something different, you know what I mean, for a fifth movie. I have faith. And that's a problem. I have faith in Kerry Fukunaga to direct something a little different, and I have right. faith in Phoebe Waller-Bridge to screenwrite as much as she did. I don't know. Um, you know, I'm excited some, some interesting shit. So at the end of the day... Um, we'll probably like it. Remember what happened to Spectre? I mean, yeah. it just, when you see a new Bond movie, regardless of how similar it is or how predictable it is, we love Bond. or how stupid it is, yeah, we, we love, love it. Um, what is it? The worst Bond movie is still better than most of the other movies you're going to Yeah, see, that's like good. Us. That's solid. Maybe yeah, yeah. That's very, very Bond true. Movie. Bad Bond movies um, are fun to revisit. So, yep. Um, and by the way, speaking of that, yeah. yeah. Jess and I in this crusade to see all the Bond movies because she had not seen right. – she would maybe seen two. We are up to the Craig. We have not seen any – we have not watched any of the Craigs together. We've seen everything else. So she's really up to speed other than this sort of self-contained you know, arc right. of the Craig movies. So we've got, what, four months to, uh, to breeze through these. Hey, everybody. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go anywhere. Sorry about that first hour. Having some – yeah, no. You, <laughs> it, it, was dro- it was droopy. <laughs> Starting to Your droop. mic was droopy. Starting to droop. You had a droopy mic. <laughs> well, um, which you know there are pills for that. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, this day and age, we won't. We'll be fine. Bother. Um, the other trailer is Black Widow trailer, another spy oh. trailer. Um, I'm gonna see it. Uh, there was nothing particularly in the trailer that I was like, oh yeah, okay. Um, Except for the cast. Man. You got Rachel Vice. Yeah, no, there's a great cast. Florence Pugh. Great cast. Oh, I love. She's my new favorite. 
Um, but this is once again the Marvel thing of we we just lost this character. And what is the emotional weight of a character dying when they are back within months? I mean, that was the end of a 30 film run. Spoiler. Spoiler <laughs> if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame. Um, yeah. But, you know, and she's back. I know it's a prequel or whatever, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think anyway. So who knows? Maybe <laughs> time travel. We, we've done um, it before. Did you watch the Call of the Wild trailer? Of course. I'm a Harrison Ford so, fanatic. What's that book? It's a book, right? <laughs> wait, 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 what? I genuinely What's don't know. It's a classic adventure book. It is. Yeah, like, like a, White Fang. Like a 1920s, yeah, 30s era. I, I couldn't tell you the year. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And we read it in, I think I, I can't remember if it was middle school or high like, school. I we vaguely it. know that name as a book, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Call of Wild. That sounds right. Um, but I see that trailer and I'm like, what the fuck is this? I would have no interest With in that movie CGI if it wasn't Harrison dog? Ford, and I'm all in. The Harrison Ford. CGI dog? The, I, I, like, when, you know what's really when does that work? You know what's really great Never. is Harrison Ford just played a CGI dog in an animated he, he did. <laughs> animated flick. He did. What was that, Life of Pets? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah like that, Life yeah. of Pets too. I think. And he was the old dog, so he's really, uh, he's also playing the hits so over weird. and over again. So You've weird. got written down Honest Trailer Jingle All did the Did you watch it? No, I didn't. It's even one know of the that best honest trailers I've ever wow. seen. Wow! Yeah, wow! Uh, that's exciting. You got to watch that. Everybody, check that out. I'll be checking it. <laughs> it, out uh, well. it is outstanding. I think um, that's uh, pretty good for trailers here. I think yeah. The well, so like you mentioned, ones. holiday films and Star Wars. Those yeah, are the it's big holiday ones. film so, time. I Let's think do holiday films, and then we'll cap it off with Star Wars. Yep. which is the movie that my family most likes to watch at uh, Christmas anytime. Right. Uh, or anyway, uh, <laughs> we usually go to the theaters anytime. Showtime Star anytime. Wars movie out. <laughs> um okay cool so uh you st- you started off and i'll uh i'll follow you yeah so holiday favorites um i have been going on a tear through some holiday movies cool uh over the course of this past week or two um uh, jess and i both have um and like i said we saw die hard on the rooftop cool we also knocked out love actually which if i watch love actually die hard and christmas vacation which i still haven't seen that's really all that matters that's my like rolodex of like yeah. that's really all i need and this yeah, is yeah. personal to patrick um but um in the past you know week or two um i i have watched holiday inn a classic i had never seen never saw it. which is really really good really fun in terms of like older films really entertaining and fun um has a cringeworthy uh, blackface scene Oof. Uh, that's just of the time but it's actually worse than just having the scene they have a whole discussion about it before the scene like it couldn't be oh. it couldn't be worse oh. in terms of like aging now but it's being crosby um it's fred astaire uh and it's really really fun I- i'd never seen this one and we've just been streaming stuff on netflix we watched the what is it office christmas party oh um, you hadn't seen that that's fun, right? Yeah. Again, same yeah. as Charlie's Angels. Yep. It's not it's fun. Shakespeare, but um, but I didn't know why people hated it. I thought it was just kind of a funny ride. Uh, nothing exceptional. I enjoyed it. Um, we did uh, Noel. I love. Uh, I, I yeah, really. With, with I, I girlfriend. Shouldn't say I loved it, but uh, I liked Noel yeah. a lot. When you've got her and you've got Bill Hader, she's just perfect for that kind of movie. Um. Yeah. yeah and um. Um. What's her name? Ms. Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Yeah. She's uh, really blank there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also didn't watch Christmas Chronicles last year. And oh, you we, didn't? We watched that this year, too. That's great, right? I've been doing a real catch-up. Yeah. Fucking Again, Kurt Russell. Super fun. So good. I realize these are all hammy, corny uh, yeah, holiday no, movies, no, but this is the want. time for them. That's what and you want. And by the way, Kurt Russell, same thing you just said. Just like uh, having Anna Kendrick or whatever, it's like just he makes it. the movie. Nails it. Yeah, that guy's a, a national treasure. National like, treasure. Fantastic. I watched Guardians 2 recently. Again, uh, like another great holiday movie. And it's just like, yeah. <laughs> 
I was just like, Kurt Russell's amazing, man. Yeah, he's Get the that best. guy in everything. He's the best. Who could play he's, Ego? He's not that. like a Nick Cage where he takes bad movies right. and doesn't like go full out. Kurt Russell is the most the Kurt Russell in everything. Yeah, he's, he's great. The best. He's. I'll watch him all day. He's the most watchable guy. Yep. Um, I read, just the other night, uh, just late at night, I watched Daddy's Home too, which I had not seen. Which again, just oh, is God. what it is. It was a rough night, man. But man, well, man is the man. Did they cast that thing perfectly? That's all I'll say about it. They really had the right people. Um, but that's about all that I'm going to say about it. We also watched Anna and the Apocalypse, which I had never seen. Oh, the, you had not seen that either. Zombie musical. I saw it last year when so it did was a out. lot of catching up. Um, this go round for um, being a, a zero budget you know, British practically yeah. student film. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's great. <laughs> it, it is, it is 80% of a really good movie. It, right. It correct. Just kind of ended and you were mm-hmm. sort of like, okay, I guess that's it. But, uh, well, when you run out of money, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's it. <laughs> so anyway, but, but we're seeing, we're checking out. Um, I also introduced Jess. She did not make it through. She boycotted this, mm-hmm. but I introduced her to, have you ever come across the television movie? Uh, television special, I guess, Babes in Toyland from the 80s, starring Drew Barrymore. We talked about it last year, didn't we? Did we talk about it last year? We must have, because, well, yes, I grew up watching that. Oh, man. Keanu I've Reeves. Seen it, I've seen it a hundred times. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, how scary is that movie? She didn't finish it? That movie's terrifying. No, she was so creeped out. She was like, I have no interest in yeah, this. Yeah, it's weird as fuck, um, man. I don't want it. I don't want to keep No, I think this. we, I feel like we must have talked about it last year, but maybe not on the podcast. Yeah, not on whatever. the podcast. But, um. That movie was Nightmare Fuel, though, by the way. But yeah, my friend, uh, Clay, his, uh, girlfriend, Michelle, had us over for a Christmas party last oh, year. Oh, yes. We definitely big, talked big about this. Big party, or big, big family party. And so her and her whole family, we walk in the door, they're all watching that. I was like, you guys are watching the Babes in Toyland? Like that shitty movie that I had in VHS from McDonald's. Uh, so great. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Pat Morita, right? Plays Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, the Mr. Miyagi. Yep, yep. Holy shit. You got Drew Barrymore and that, that movie, Reeves. For those who have not seen it, that movie is, you know, they go to a fantasy land, everything's kind of dancey and cute and bright, except there is a evil man, evil villain who lives at the top of the hill overlooking the town. Very Tim Burton-y, actually. Yeah. Tim Burton, Tim Burton. And he lives in a bowling ball. And when he gets angry, he rolls the bowling ball down through right. the town. But when you go inside the bowling ball and down underground, he has what can only be described as like monsters, like goblin mm-hmm. monster things that he actually launches as an army. Mm-hmm. They come up out of the ground after people. And when you're like five or six yeah. and you're like Christmas movie and the gingerbread man that literally walks in a toy right. army and stuff, that really is kind of a left hard left turn. It's pretty misleading, that movie. Yeah. But, man, uh, fun. And that is actually a uh, movie that's been made three or four times. That's right. an old classic right, right. that was made by Disney several times before this version. Um, but, yeah, that's a, uh, that's a really weird, crazy one. Weird one. So that's kind of my run of, of holiday films that I've seen and that the, the big ones for me, like I said, that I always recommend That's a That's is, a pretty good list. And yeah, a few of those kind of new hard. ones uh, are great just because I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, we really need more of these just fun, corny yeah. Christmas movies. Yeah. Uh, hopefully Netflix keeps it up with them. Yeah, they're though. definitely uh, uh, they're definitely throwing their hat in the ring in terms of these. I mean, it's great. It's like they're sending out seven every year. It's great. Which I guess they can do. Um, so. Well, I uh, I didn't prepare a long list, but two of them that you didn't mention that I love watching at the holidays or anytime um, is Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds. Okay, right. Uh, that's right. a Christmas movie for sure. 
I haven't seen that one since the first time when it came out. Check it out again. It holds up. It's really fantastic. Uh, Anna Ferris is so hilarious. Uh, And Ryan Reynolds is great always. Yeah. Um, And uh, The Family Man, which is one of my favorites. Nick Cage. So the other day, um, yesterday, I'm I'm running out of my mind, mind, (laughs) running out of brain (laughs) juice. Uh, yesterday I was in San Francisco. Jesus Christ. I was in San Francisco with Nick. Nick and Kellen just had a baby. They got a two week old at home. Shout out to Nick. And so they're very much nesting and they're very much losing their minds. Yeah. But I went and visited and, uh, Nick, Nick, uh, was like, Hey, come over, uh, you know, and hang, we're going to watch love. Actually, I've never seen it. I was like, Oh, what Nick? So as of yesterday or last night, he still hadn't seen it. I'm hoping that since yesterday he has seen it. Um, There's not a movie that reminds me more that even though, again, I feel like every year I get more cynical and like more an asshole. There's no movie that reminds me that like my, my heart is still there. Yeah. You know, somewhere in my, then love actually. It's like the ultimate Hallmark movie that's better than a Hallmark movie should ever be. That's right. what it feels like. Right, like right, right. It was they a Hallmark out, idea. Hallmarked, Hallmark. Yeah. Yeah. Then they brought ba- great people into every single part. And, it, you know, it's just. I want to come back to love actually in a second. But we didn't end up watching that together because I said, hey, Nick. Have you ever seen The Family Man? And he said, I think he said, yeah, I think I did when it came out. But I said, you know, we should watch that because you're a new father. You're dealing with being thrown into this. Let's watch that. Or I said we should watch that. And then he put it on at some point. Right. Um, And it's so fantastic. Even though it was directed by Brett Ratner and fuck Brett Ratner. Right. Yeah. But uh, it's Nick Cage and he's doing an amazing job as Tealione doing an amazing job. The kids are great. Like everything about Don Cheadle, it's just a great, in my opinion, it's an all around great movie. Any time of the year. I love it so Word. much. And, um, I got to throw it in there as a Christmas movie. Um, well, you guys should have watched Lord of the Rings, but you know, if you were going to watch something, yeah, yeah. Right. Love actually. We definitely have the, the time for Family that. Man. <laughs> um, there's no better time. You're with a baby at home. You got time to kill. Come so on. I have to say though, that I watched a movie that a few months ago, we talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it on the pod that you were like, Oh, you've never seen that. I feel like you would really like that. Notting Hill. Yeah. I watched Notting I Hill surprised you a couple weeks it. ago. Uh, really enjoyed it. Can't believe I didn't see it. Yeah. And because it, 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 in my mind, it's 1999. It directly, it directly influences America's sweethearts. Yeah, for sure. In so many ways, which was only a year later or two yeah, years later. Yeah. I forget. And America's sweethearts is one of my favorite romantic right, comedies right. ever. Um, but I also want to say, and maybe people have made this point before, but I got to look at my notes here for Notting Hill. Um, so, um, less than a year after this comes out, maybe even within months of this being out, uh-huh. she's filming in real life. Julia Roberts is filming the Mexican, with right? Brad Pitt, right? Yeah, and she meets yeah. Danny Motor. Ah, oh. he's an assistant camera. Right. right. He's yeah. not the yeah. DP. He's not the director. He's an assistant. He's an AC. Right. On this movie. Right. They end up getting married and having kids. Do you think she would have m- allowed herself to marry? <laughs> You're talking about art imitating non, life, imitating art? celebrity if she Chicken wasn't in a movie Which... about this? <laughs> I don't think so. Hey, you you could be right, man. I have no idea. That's a good point. I don't she know. embeds herself in it, the character. It doesn't then... matter, but it's it's oh. pretty funny, and I just think it's funny also that like 
the 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 fake movie yeah. in the movie is like her in space. Oh god. Remember? Yes. She it's she like space shit and that's yeah, it's been a while. What yeah. the fake movie in uh America's Sweethearts is. Yeah. Even yeah. though she's not the one in it, it's right. Catherine Zeta-Jones right. and and John Cusack. They're in a. a she dips beneath laces. <laughs> she has entrapped me <laughs> and song. Sean Connery. <laughs> um, and uh, she was in American Sweethearts. Uh, she was, but no, and uh, John Cusack and uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones are in that movie Time Over Time. Where it's like, I'm from the future. Do you remember the movie within the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. they just seem so like together right. in all of these right. vibes, and it's like a, a year apart. I don't know. Weird, uh, weird. But Notting yeah. Hill is delightful. It's on however you Su- feel about the romantic comedy Su- genre. Yeah, it is one of those so. ones that's on Super all of delightful. the top ten, you know, top twenty right, list or whatever. Right. So it's one of those. Um. Uh. Yeah. So I guess we should talk about Star Wars because we're getting long in the time, but that's okay. We're okay with a long. It's the main event this week. Yeah. But the main event, clearly, what's going on in the world? There's no other news. There's definitely nothing else happening in the world right now that is of <laughs> any consequence to anybody. Every single human being is watching The Mandalorian. <laughs> Pretty sure. Except for we've, my dad. We've got the end of the Skywalker saga. Obviously, Star Wars will go on. Yeah. You know that. Right. We've got the end of the Skywalker saga that started it all and maybe went on too long, but it's it not Star it War. Nonetheless, nonetheless. Yeah. Star Wars. Um, and we've also got Mandalorian going. And Mandalorian is my favorite Star Wars since the original Star Wars. Yep. It's exactly what I've always kind of said that yep. I'd like more exploring of the universe separate story you know it can have ties to places and things but i don't need continuations and characters popping in and i think this has done that perfectly you know we've gone back to tatooine we've seen things that we're used to you know the cantina and we got back time. to Mos Eisley, checked in right saw how you're right. doing hey everything's still here it's actually comforting you're like this <laughs> yeah. shit didn't blow up right this is still just a bar and you know what it's a decade. It, I mean in this world we don't know how long it's been but let's just right. call it a decade right it's been a decade later since Return of the Jedi. It's cool. And, and you are. know what? And uh, who was saying that? Uh, Tom. Tom was like, hey, look at the progress they've made. The droids are allowed. And they're allowed <laughs> yep. to work there now. It's one of the things I mentioned it's to Jess. It's progressive. Said they used to not it's have them. Great. Now they're running the place. Now they're running the place. So, um, and and uh, the other thing is, you know, we're, we're learning sort of a new mythology within right. that world as we're now we're with the Mandalorians and we're figuring out what's going on. And now everybody's been calling... You know, the thing that's really overwhelmingly brought in different yeah. fans and people who aren't fans. The child. Baby, baby Yoda. The child. And everyone's calling it Baby Yoda. And obviously, if you know Return of the Jedi, Yoda has has gone. And this is just another of that species. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that occurred to me that I'm sure has already been stated on the Internet. I have not been reading about this stuff. But if there's Internet stop me anything, it's that I'm not original in any way. And sure. This has already come up with the idea. Well, we know that. I did think for a, a second. Because I've been like, from the very beginning, I've been like, it's not Yoda. Stop calling him Yoda. It did occur to me. You know, we never see another of him, I don't think, right. in the series. When we go to his planet, it seems pretty desolate, and he's the only one there. Yep. And the only thing I thought was, what if he reincarnates? What if he's like a yep. phoenix, and he dies and comes back? And again, I'm sure this has been suggested, but maybe it is Yoda. So I guess I'm going to stop saying, well, it's not Baby Yoda, because it could be. That they're maybe not, he's that important. They're not just giving us this thing of the same race, this child of the same race. They're also giving us very apparent intense force powers like right. he's not just a little force sensitive right. he's very force sensitive but everyone in that species could be we don't know 
I think I think that's oversimplification. That's an oversimplification because I don't. I is there any precedent to like an entire race being force sensitive? No, but there there was never uh, a a girl that could learn the force powers top to bottom in one movie until Ray. Yeah, well, <laughs> which was one of my that's complaints. not Star Wars fault. That's Ryan Johnson. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. But fair but enough. The point is that uh, you're absolutely right. It could be something as 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 straightforward as like reincarnation, and we're yeah. introducing that that's into Matt. the the mythology. But uh, we know just like what we need to prepare ourselves for with the rise of Skywalker and all of its bullshit is, uh, there someone here told of a guy who could uh, <laughs> defeat death. Wait, you wait. know, I might've just solved this though. I doubt it. In last Jedi, mm-hmm. uh, Yoda comes back as his ghost. Yeah. If he's still in the ghost world and this took place between the two, yeah, unless he dies again, <laughs> Right now we've got a problem. Yeah, it can't I mean, be Yoda. That doesn't track. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That I just that track. actually just did occur to me. I didn't, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Well, it's um, fine. But who knows? Who cares? The we, the we show is great. Um, it's fun. The you know the setting and the tone, the way it's shot, everything like that is is fun. Each individual mission is fun. It's just great, man. It's just been a great ride. Super fun. The Bryce Dallas Howard directed episode is by far the worst one. Um, <laughs> Everyone's saying fucking Everyone's saying. pissed me off so much. I, I didn't. I didn't mind that one either, man. I agree with you that it's not the best one. She's not a good director. I'm sorry. She's I not just, a good director. I liked them um, all. I'm all for. Uh, I've liked them all. Way more women uh, in that role, but right. uh, she just right. she was not good at directing this this episode. And but we know um, why she got real, it. <laughs> yeah, it's Ron Howard's yeah, daughter. Yeah. Um, it was really poorly shot. Uh, there were definitely some technical files. It was like super not well colored. It was weird. That episode was so weird, but it's still exciting. Mm-hmm. Everything that happened in it, we got right. our we got our uh, quintessential uh, Baby Yoda meme sipping yep. soup. Yep, like the you know that had some great. <laughs> Do you see what I wrote? Some real Star <laughs> yeah, Trek insurrection vibes in that episode. That's, that's good. Um, but also we learned why he can't. I mean, look, it's just Seven Samurai. Right, which right. is one of my all-time right. favorite. I mean, that's if you're gonna use a shell of a story, that's the one in terms of heroism and mm-hmm. chivalry and that kind of stuff. Um, no, the the but, story is fine. I'm not dogging that. Right, right. It's just more the. Well, but what I was gonna say is the one thing in the over overarching story that's going on that was important from that one is why he can't leave the thing. You know, like there was a time where he's like, "Oh, it'll be safer here. I'll leave him." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you mm-hmm. guys will be fine. You can raise him. It really solidifies yeah. the why. Okay, I'm which is just good him. writing. Yeah, right. they really. That are, was the one good part. They're helping us along to not poke holes in things yeah, and sure. just enjoy it. For and sure. that's great. It's great writing. And so I'm with you. And then, of course, this most recent episode, Six, The Prisoner in the Prison Ship. Yeah. Excellent. So, Man, so excellent. That one, the minute they got in that ship and I was like, we're just going to be roaming through the ship. Damn. I, like, I love this. Damn. Uh, this is a good, great idea for how to carry out one of these oh stories. Oh, my God. So super fun. good. The whole way through. Just super fun. Uh, that was enjoyable uh, through and through. Yep. So. Um, really dig the show. Did you Keep did you up. catch uh, how Werner Herzog in in the press was talking about how they considered CGI for Baby Yoda? And no. when he found that out, he said, "They're they're what did he say? <laughs> you, you can't do this with Baby Yoda." What did he, no, he said, "You're fucking cowards." <laughs> You'll just get called them, living called thing them cowards. that has texture where you can see the lumps <laughs> on the skin. He's, um, a, he's really a hero of this show, I think, because even though he's such a small part, um, I think he has kind of the integrity to uh, 
to go along with you know this type of filmmaking he, for sure if anything he probably influenced john favreau even though it's john favreau's show and he's just making these decisions i bet having him around as little as he did probably influenced just the integrity that it needed right you know right um, he's uh he, his voice both haunts my dreams and i want him to narrate everything so it's some kind of weird blend have you ever seen uh Werner herzog eats his shoe that like nine minute documentary that kind of rings a bell, but I don't think so. He vowed to is. eat his right. actually eat his shoe, mm-hmm. like boil it and eat it if, mm-hmm. to raise money f- to make a film, which tracks totally with him. Yeah, totally. And they like are filming him actually eating cool. shoe and swallowing leather. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, I just wanted to throw that one out there too. Well, so uh, Mandalorian, great. Obviously, if you're not watching it, get Disney Plus, man. It's the best yep. deal in the world now. I'm sure they'll be jacking it up every year, but you know, get it now. Disney Plus it. is just a really great app. App. It works great. It's got so much content. That's it, it feels like we're pitching it, but it's just like great. It's great. And we are. They're one of our sponsors. I love it. No. No. Uh, no, but it is, man. And and I know this is actually a problem and not a solution, but there's nights where Jess and I have just kind of scrolled through and been like, oh, and we're going to watch this, and we're going to watch this, and we're going to watch this. It is a problem. 30 minutes later, yeah. gone to sleep. <laughs> and been like, it's going to be great. <laughs> but we went to sleep happy, you know? So yes. the, app, the app actually worked. And it's all about happy. the vibes. So we were excited. Um, so. The Skywalker Saga. As Shit's going down this week. We're going. We're recording to this Grauman on Sunday. Chinese on Thursday night. It's Thursday night at 10 p.m. Opening night. We couldn't get into that first round, but we're going to be there for the second one. So hopefully. I'm pretty sure you told me not to get tickets for this. Because I couldn't make working. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's on me. But hopefully. So by we couldn't get in, you mean <laughs> you didn't want to get out. Well, history is written by the winners. Guy. Uh, yeah. Revisionist history. I'm the one that got um, the tickets. I, yeah. Hey, you crushed it. Uh, the force was strong with you that day. And the, um, the, the data connection speed <laughs> was for strong with me ooh, that day. Uh, yeah. The metachlorians, yeah, were yeah, rushing yeah. through your computer. I no, you're, just they're called that, megabytes. You, were, they, you were close. I was confused. <laughs> um, I just hope nobody drives by and yells, you know, Darth Vader is Luke's father. Right, before, right, right. <laughs> before the movie, I mean, I that'd, be, that'd that. be some good performance art for Hollywood yeah, Boulevard that's true. to do that. Um, but as long as, I mean, the reality is, very few people will have seen it by that point. There's yeah, Al Capitan across the street, and there's obviously the the prior screening in our theater. Yeah, and yeah. you would hope that we won't encounter any of that. Yeah, and if we do, we'll kick their asses. I with just our plastic well, swords. yeah. Oh, I wonder. They, they do you remember last year and the year before and the year before they had full metal detectors. We're going through metal yeah, detectors I know. To get into this bitch. I know. Yeah. Can't take a real so lightsaber. We can't bring the lightsaber That's for sure. Yeah. No. Um. It, it is there. Man, I I will confess. Like there, as much as like adult life kind of grabs you and you you can't fully immerse yourself as much in this as eh. in your formidable years. I mean, you can you can, but you can't you can't stay with it as much. Right. Things are going to interrupt you a little more. Yeah. Just kind of existing in that world. And like I would have been, you know maybe even five, six years ago. Right. Probably just taking two days off of work and just marathoned through. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? All, all the movies. Um, yeah. Good for you. Hang on to that. Um, but this has like really something about uh, the whole idea of the Skywalker saga, the, this trilogy of trilogies, right? Yeah. These three stories within three stories within one large story um, are are coming to an end um does have me like very invested again sort of reinvested and just very curious where they're going to go because there has been so much i won't say misdirection but so much um it, it hasn't been predictable like the first one was so predictable the second one of this new trilogy yeah it's not predictable at, not all. at all and i just don't know how they're going to tie it up i don't i don't not really optimistic or pessimistic i'm just curious 
So I do wonder, like, I think that's a good how we're ending to this. Be in. All the emperor stuff, you know, that people are talking Super about. Weird, I, man. I don't know. Super weird. So we'll see. Um, we'll see. I uh, yeah, I was talking with Tom the other day about our um, our kind of thoughts and maybe predictions, but at this right. point, it's like really ridiculous. Um, but my prediction, trying to connect some dots, I'm sure. I mean, people think about this shit like nonstop. Oh, man, so I'm I sure know. there's plenty. I know. But like things I hadn't thought about, like who is the Skywalker? So we we broke it down. Rise of who? Rise of a presumably we're talking about a person. We're talking about a person okay. in the Skywalker lineage. Who do we know that's a Skywalker? Well, let's start in the middle. You got Luke. He has one sister. Um, right. So she's an Organa, but technically she's a Skywalker. So right. those are two Skywalkers. Um, obviously, Leia had a son. Um, right. so he's not a Skywalker. He's a solo. Um, so nobody from her lineage down, you know, would have her last, if we're going with the traditional right. naming structure that we're used to in, in, uh, you know, earth, uh, anyways <laughs> in earth, but, uh, in world, uh, <laughs> where your last name comes from your father. Uh, so, <laughs> Then on uh, on Luke's side, maybe we're talking about a Luke child. You think he dipped his wick? Well, probably not. Um, I think it's too easy. I think that's too yeah, easy. Me too. It, can, it can be that. I hope they. I hope they don't. Uh, so, people right, are saying. Right, right, right. I hope they don't. Um, so if we're saying it's probably not Luke's kid, and it's probably not Leia's kid, and it's not Luke or Leia, presumably not either of them. I, we don't know what's going to happen with Leia. Uh, how they're going to write her out or whether they're going right. to write her out. We don't know, but I also don't think they're going to touch her. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to touch Luke. Luke is obviously a part of this movie. We hear his VO all throughout right. the trailer. So eh, it's probably maybe something to do with But Luke. presumably he's a force ghost. Dude. He's a force ghost, right? Presumably. Uh, presumably, right? And then you go up up a tier, his uh, only known um, parents uh, are uh, – you know, obviously, um, uh, uh, Anakin Vader. and, uh, yeah. what's her face? <laughs> Amidala. Thank you. Um, so she's not a, uh, a Skywalker and presumably she didn't have any other kids. Right. Um, so then we get to Anakin. Well, we saw Anakin burn, mm-hmm. right. um, Luke himself burnt him. Right. And then we have confirmation with his ghost. Right. The end of Jedi. So what that left me with is. We know who Anakin's mother is. She yes, is not what's that? Shmi. Yes, we do. She is not a Skywalker. But who's his father? And we are in it is We've been told she we, was impregnated right, by the force. It itself. is but th- that's thin. At this no, I'm serious. <laughs> so you're that's saying thin. Joseph got with Mary, I'm but Mary saying actually got down. The Emperor <laughs> is his father. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. And that's why he's back. Wow. Hey. You ever I thought about that? I also don't want that to happen. Okay. So, right. No, I'm with you. This is. Uh, that's just. That's that was my thought process. That's an interesting, uh, interesting deep dive. Um, right. Yeah. You know who I think it is? I think it's that little kid at the end of the last movie with the broom. God, I fucking no, hope we never see him again. Um, no, it, it is. Inter- it, it is weird, man, because I, I fully believe that J.J. Abrams, although I think he should have known this, had no idea when he did seven. Oh, no, they had no fuck. Uh, and that makes me angry. But, you know, that's sure. how he's done his whole career. And he's been very successful <laughs> uh, with Lost and everything else. Um, fuck and, you, Damon Lindelof. And, and then the eighth one. Watchmen's amazing. Though. <laughs> took, it in, <laughs> yeah, took it in such a different direction that. 
you know, I, I don't even know now how exactly you do put it back together, mm-hmm. to be honest. Like, I, I'm, yeah, I just don't know, man. It's I, I so don't know disjointed. where we're going. It feels a little, look, I don't want to go total doom and gloom because, like I said, I'm just curious. I'm not pessimistic. Yeah. Optimistic. But it does, it does have shades, man, of Game of Thrones where everyone was like, so are we wrapping this up or like, so this is the last season and then we kind of just be good, right? for four episodes. It's be good, right? But then they were like, oh, there's still no. a lot to tie up. Like, yeah. where, where are we yeah. going here? Yeah. Um, and I, from the very beginning, when everybody was doing their theory, oh, you know, um, Ray is, is Han and Leia's daughter also, and she's brothers with Kylo and they left her for some reason, you know, all that stuff. Right. To me, the biggest mistake Star Wars has made, and I hope it doesn't keep making, is shrinking the world, making it smaller. Right. Uh, you know, having this, okay, it's just them again, and it's the, I know it's the Skywalker saga, but that whole bloodline, to me, it's a much more kind of democratic story and sort of that story of anyone can be this this special, right. powerful person. That's true to the first Star Wars movie. Before they added episode four, before they added a new hope subtitle, when Luke was staring off of the two sunsets and, you know, and wishing and wondering if he wasn't just ordinary, right? If, he, if there was something to his life that was going to sure. mean something. I mean, it's a very, very standard, but very powerful uh, hero's journey, you know, that whole myth. Right. And to me, Ray's journey is so much more important and fulfilling if she thought she was a junkyard slave that her family didn't even want. And she ends up being the most important and vital character in the universe to right. saving all these people. Now that doesn't tie into any of the Skywalker stuff. So that's probably not where we're going. Considering they, the titles. They, yeah. I guess but I don't know. Yeah. To clarify, essentially what you're saying is they've leaned into her being, uh, her, her, lineage being important when they should have never leaned into it even if it was a misdirect yeah they should have never leaned into it it should have totally leaned into yes she is absolutely nobody and that's what makes her important because that's what made luke important even though we didn't we didn't we eventually know that he's important but right you know the first movie there's no importance to him whatsoever at all He's just a farmer. And boy, that's why it's great. Farmer. And that's why that's the best movie right. is he's nobody. And he has to learn to believe in himself. Right. And, you know. Exactly. It's fully realized. So um, crispy you're right. Parents. But at the same time. Oh, crispy. crispy. Aunt and uncle. Crispy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Soup's crispy. The, the, the problem, again, the sort of the. There's just a problem with with not. Uh, story arcing the stuff out you know what i mean and not not figuring <laughs> uh, out the yeah. beats and i know it's like everybody's got to be mysterious and secretive now but you, but at, you still need to know where point, you're going i mean you at, need to outline the story when, and know when you have end. infinite money yeah and not infinite time but enough time to give enough people enough money right how can you not f- write a ship you know, know what i mean like I just with each movie. <laughs> now that we're talking, are we pessimistic? <laughs> I just keep I, saying I'm not optimistic or pessimistic. I never said that. I'm of super that. stoked I'm, to go this week, but you're right. The more we talk about it, the more I'm I like, I hope they can. Not well. A case in point is like everyone wants Baby Yoda merchandise, I guess, and then Disney releases the Baby Yoda merchandise, <laughs> and it's yeah. like a fucking yeah bullshit e store with bullshit merch, and then it's all bullshit. And what, now we're they, just thinking they weren't ready for balls. Christmas. They <laughs> yeah. weren't ready for Christmas with baby Yoda. Yeah. They didn't um, learn anything. So like still they have no products available of hey. baby Yoda, but they, but then they finally a few days ago went on sale with a plush 
toy of an official Disney listen, plush toy that will release in May. I, this listen, this is a throwback. This what is real f- shades of the original Star Wars action figures where right. they really weren't ready, right? And right. they were mailing out to kids for Christmas. Yeah, here are the characters you will have. Like that became their thing because they could not put them in. No, right? nothing. But that was before production. they understood, right? The marketing and the merchandising. And stuff. I ju- it's just bullshit, so. This is weird. Yeah. This is, but you know, maybe Mandalorian was the offshoot TV thing that they really weren't thinking about at all, and they were like, ah, oh, it's the Ray story that you know. In the well, then it, it and, gives me even less confidence yeah, that they yeah, are, are aware of what's point. going on. Fair point. Well, um, or have any taste, you know. Well, hopefully it'll be great um, and wrap it up convincingly. I think that's a good amount of talking. I mean, so you're working all this week. I know we're going to the movie 10 on Thursday. Working like a dog. All of Wednesday, I'm going to binge as many of them as I can. Uh-huh. Uh, and then maybe wake up Thursday, watch the rest of them. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to watch them all in order. Episode one on up. I've never watched them in order before in right. order order. So, uh, yeah, that's this is fun. about the only thing that could make me really uh, be willing to go back and, and do the prequels again. Right. And all the way through. Just right. It, right. And feels like the whole thing needs to be taken in. Exactly. Um, and outside of that, I'll probably just go right back to uh, the originals and every now and again, fire those <laughs> up. Uh, the unaltered, you know, un- yeah. uh, I've only seen Attack of the Clowns once. And I've seen Revenge of the Sith. You know, once. what's funny. I was such the Star yeah, Wars guy, and all my friends wanted true. to take me that I ended up going to that one several times in the theater, oh, really? even with how I felt just about because. it. Because everybody's like, hey, it's we're going to go Wars. see Star Wars. You'll come with us, because they all knew I was, the, in, especially in high school, right. that I was the absolute Star Wars fan. But it is funny. I think I might have seen that one the most times in theaters. Yeah. You know, the originals just came out when we were, I was like 13, I guess you were like 9 or 10, and they were re-released, and I went to yep. those as much yep, as yep. I could. But that was just like yeah, I saw those months dad, apart. Yeah. They re-released all those to lead up to um, Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I uh, and I just don't go to stuff, you know, five times anymore <laughs> in a theater. So. I'm sure I'll see this new one multiple times. I have yeah. tickets for my second screening. Well, I already know because my brother told me today um, that, like I said, my family likes going to see Star Wars when it's available at Christmas. And we're going and then we Jess and I will fly home two days later and then our see Christmas Day movie later in the Star day Wars, after yeah. we do kind of presents and hang out when we get bored with each other. We are going that day, uh, yeah. that evening, cool. uh, to Star Wars again. So we'll at least see it again then, and my mom will not have seen it, and all the rest of us will have already seen it right. and be there for the second time. But that's and, okay. then, and then I'd highly recommend seeing it again without a bunch of people. Yeah. I think that's yeah, the goal, agreed. is just like pare it down, you and Jess, just like you know, uh, one more time or something. Yeah, a, 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 um, a product or a, um, you know, a movie. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't think of that one. Yeah. That is part of a, a series like this. Yeah. You know, if it's something like this for me, it's about the only thing now that I'll go three times to, unless something yep. comes out that yep. I'm like, oh, that's the best movie I've ever we seen. We saw, we saw I don't think it'll ever happen time, in my life uh, again. Three times? Yeah, that's, that, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's like one, one of those few that I'm like, okay, this is my favorite thing of the year. Um, yeah. I'm going to take this. But even that, had I not, um, I went back because Jess missed it and couldn't go that first Sure, night. yeah, yeah. Even that wouldn't have been a three. I mean, that would have been probably, probably a two, two times for yeah. sure. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. But uh, three is rare in my life now as a 36-year-old well, um, adult, as much as I love seeing everything. Let's transition. Um, we're going to do some hidden gems, right? Yes. And before indeed. we do gems, is there anything else uh, talking-wise that we need to do? And haven't we talked enough? Look, we've covered our I Star think we Wars. Have. We've covered our holiday stuff. We've covered trailers. Jess. News. Has, you guys have some kind of gift for me. We do. She said I we should do. open on air. Yeah, on air. Uh, we're gonna on we're gonna do Mike? this now. So we'll save the card. The card's not really important, but okay. Yeah, here is Let's your gift from us and from our dog Madison. Oh yeah, or Christmas. So it says to my Godfather 
from Madison with yeah, a paw print. Dog. But in all, I'm going to be honest with you, man. We bought it. Oh, Jess and I that well, bought it. Gosh, She's just laying here cute. Pretty bullshit right now. Uh, yeah, I'm a go- I'm a dog father. You are. I mean, you are you're the dog you're father. actually the dog father, <laughs> but I am. You're the godfather, the dog god, father, god, dog father, dog. godfather, dog father. Madison. Yes. And this is your holiday gift from us. Ooh, ooh. We hope you love it. This is an amazing gift. Thank you. Thank you. you can Holy tell the people, fuck! You can tell the people this is gorgeous. Uh, it is a Zippo brand lighter, uh, 007 edition. Hell yeah! It is a full size. Uh, uh, Silver, you know, in color or uh, steel plated, whatever they call yeah. it, Zippo, um, with uh, a really nice uh, 007 official branding on the front. It's very sexy. Uh, damn, this is a yeah. great gift. Yeah. We spotted it. And honestly, I, I, I'm going to give full credit here. Just like I'm going to smoke so much weed like, with this. Oh, I know. Well, that, well, that was the thing. She said, oh. this is a Kelly gift. And I was like, you're right. Jess, this, this is, is great. <laughs> this is Kelly's Christmas gift. And then I thought, oh, this is perfect. Because Kelly smokes. <laughs> so this is, this is a weed practical only. gift as well. We don't like looking awesome. None of that illegal yes, tobacco. Correct, <laughs> correct. None of that lung killing stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, wow. Merry Christmas. I don't know if there's fluid. We haven't I, really. I actually, if all my shit wasn't in storage, I have a full Zippo kit with all the accessories. Nice. Nice. But I will, I will get uh, a bottle. She's poking of her head in to take a look. This now. is amazing. Yeah. Thank you. And Madison's stretching um, at her feet. I love it so much. It's really, really excellent. We knew and I like will it. use it. And we I will keep like it with me. Uh, thank you. I awesome. I didn't. Now wait a minute before well, yeah, you go on. Yes, yes. Uh, that also has a laser inside. <laughs> no, no, go on, go on. I hope it does more. <laughs> yes, it does. Because so if more. it doesn't, that's a missed it's opportunity. A yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, I I didn't do the right thing and bring you guys a proper Christmas gift. <laughs> Kelly, but I have I have so, yeah. Okay, good. That's what I thought. <laughs> um, I do have something for you that I wanted to give you on air that ah. was not. Uh, a, it's it's not a holiday gift. I got it like a month and a half ago, okay. uh, and I just haven't seen you. Yeah, so uh, give me a sec. Sad but true. I'll be killing time while Kelly is stretching out to open up his bag. Oh, oh. Uh, the the most Patrick gift you could get. In, I, I uh, get Patrick. him a lot of black shirts. Uh, sh- a shirt because I'm a, a big shirt wear. Oh yeah. See, now we've. Oh my god. We it's, talked it's Rambo. Good, right? What a couple episodes. Ago. Yeah. So I have a mug shot. John J. Rambo. Uh oh, it's it, Canada. It's Rambo's, which is yeah. I don't. I was going to ask you what's the background with that. Is are we meant to believe the first movie? Is no, it, it definitely the, doesn't the sheriff station because he's in, in Canada? he's in Colorado. That's uh, at what least I in the book because I've got the book too. But you know, maybe he had, maybe he was pulled for vagrancy more than once. So what I don't think know. might be the case is that maybe we Oops, need to look up Canada. that date. Yeah, because I didn't do the research. I thought you might know. Well, ten twenty two eighty two. The movie came out in eighty two. I know that. So, so there's not much eighty two left unless he was just released. Weird, right? Walking and he gets so. Again and, so maybe that's the implication is that he had just left a police station in Canada and he's and he's making his way ah, back down to America immediately got snapped and up and again. all i can think is that maybe that mugshot is in the movie the cops have it and they go oh 
look, here's his record. I need to rewatch or something. That's one that just wants to go through because she hasn't seen those anyway. So I'm it's a cool shirt though. Her. I don't but, know. Yeah, awesome shirt. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Great gift. You're Very welcome. me. You're of course I'll wear it. I'll of probably course. be wearing it on the nailed on the it. Nailed it. Nailed it. So <laughs> you crushed it. We're both happy. Cool. Basically, for anyone out there that wants to send us gifts, <laughs> any of the movies we've talked about, if you just want to send a us a thing with a movie thing <laughs> on it is all we need. We'll be as happy as uh, as we could be. Well, of course that goes. We did it, guys. I think that pretty much covers our. Uh, our holiday Star Wars special. I think that's here. our Christmas special. Um, yep. I know you guys could listen to us for several more hours uh, if you're listening at this point. Um, but I know I couldn't. That's about that's about all we've got, and we're hungry, and it's time to eat something. We should do some hidden gems, chip. though. Um, yes. So we're go both ahead. going to introduce a hidden gem. So is that our week. thing now? And Always. that's going to maybe be our thing from now on because there's it's a lot of great easier. hidden gems. It's easier, you know, yeah. and we got don't have to keep track of them yep. anymore if we do it that way. It's difficult. So. Uh, do you want to go first or should I go first? Um, yeah, let me um, jump in there. Okay, so this is something I haven't seen in a long time. A lot of my hidden gems are going to be things that come from the gut where I go, yes, more people need to see this. Right. But it doesn't mean I've seen it recently. Okay. So I don't know how they all hold ah, up. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Um, so I'm not, I'm not advocating for the quality of these things as much as – how much I appreciate it at a, at a time in my life. And maybe you'll get something out of it. Um, this one is one that came up in conversation with some of my friends. I went to high school in Irvine, California, and uh, one of the alumni from a, a nearby high school, the, our kind of sister school down the street, Irvine high, uh, a guy a bit older than us had become uh, kind of a Hollywood director by the time we were in high school and he made a movie called The Chum Scrubber. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you I, have seen it. I liked it. It's been um, a long time. The Chum Scrubber is is essentially about the kind of master-planned communities of Irvine, even though it never mentions Irvine in the movie. Right. Um, but that's where he grew up, and he grew up in the 80s when these master-planned communities, like uh, the ones that I went to high school in, were being built and developed, and, and it very, right, very, right. very bubble very much like uh, you know that show Weeds and blah blah blah, yeah. like just yeah. crazy Stepford Wives type shit. Right. Uh, anyways, right. very much. The, like, there's no place like it. Uh, anyways, uh, he made this movie about kind of the the problems with being a teenager in that environment. Yeah. Uh, in in this story, the parents kind of don't give a shit about the kids. They just want to make sure that their appearances are kept up, right? Uh, and that the Joneses are kept up with, and right. that all of the bad things, uh, i.e. kids' drug abuse swept or suicide rug. or murder or anything, is swept under the rug. Yeah. And that's what it's about. This The cast of the movie is outstanding. It's Glenn Close and Rafe Fiennes and Carrie Ann Moss and Camila Bell and Jamie Bell and all these people. Um, and it was just directed by this Irvine guy, and so he did a screening of it when I was in high school, and it was a very important movie to me then because it was yeah. essentially what we were all feeling about being teenagers in this oh, environment. We got to see it on a, in yeah. a movie with all these people. Um, Must have been a different level for you. It was nuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I hadn't dealt with the real problems that this movie faces, but uh, but it's just it's entertaining and weird. Uh, well, so I remember that being – that's how I remember it, entertaining yeah. and weird. But I remember that being actually a pretty big movie. Like that was one of was the it? big sort of I indie movies or indie scene movies of the time. concept of that, yeah. Because, I well, mean, I had nothing to do with any of that. Right, and right, I right, right. I remember it. That's interesting. You know? That's why I was surprised you said you saw yeah, it. Yeah, and um, I'm in a place – I mean, I was in college at that point, so yeah. I was looking for everything. Yep. But I also wasn't in a place where you necessarily got everything. And mm-hmm. we weren't in this internet area so it was yet big-ish. where everything could come yeah. out. So th- that's that. Um, 
Cool. Well, the one okay. I want to mention, which is you know no no kind of classic, but I just happened to watch it recently. You may have seen this. It's uh, came out in 2016. Opening night. Did you ever see that? Came out in 2016. Yeah, this is Topher Grace. No. Paul Shear plays a small role. Anne Heche uh, plays a small role. Tate really? Diggs plays a small role. Um, uh, what's his name from uh, JC? Is it Chaz? Who, who, he was in one of the boy bands. Is it uh, oh, Sink or is it Backstreet? I'm terrible with I that. Remember. All yeah, the, we all the, we all the women scene. listening. Are just... But he's playing himself. Oh, he's the cool. star of this show on Broadway. Cool. And it is ridiculous as it right, seems. Right. But the premise is a failed Broadway performer, played by Topher Grace, is now stage managing for oh, the show. Right. And he and he basically he's too afraid to get back on stage. He had this big failure and go after his dreams. And he's also too afraid to kind of step up with this girl that he really likes who's in the cast of this new show. Uh-huh. Um so it's just a very basic premise. Um but it is really entertaining, really fun. If you've ever been a part of like even drama in your like high school live production, yeah, yeah you'll, you'll relate to a lot of it. It's nothing that's like going to blow your mind, but if you just want something that's fun and entertaining and, and yeah. stupid and fun, it's right up your alley. I mean, Jess was like, we got to watch this. And then we watched it and both loved it. Um, a lot of fun. It's on oh, Netflix weird. Now, yeah, that's streaming. great. But opening night, um, just, just real good, dumb fun. Um, and a lot of great beats, like really laugh out loud beats. Cool. That happen in it. You should check it, it out. Remind, you're describing it. And it makes me feel like Hamlet too a little bit. Just yeah, because yeah, of like, very less life affirming to me yeah. than Hamlet too, <laughs> and less on the nail for me personally. Less but, perfect, uh, but yes, yeah, okay, less perfect. Yeah. Not an all timer, yeah. but definitely worth checking right, out. Right, right. Seeing so that's, that's great. Uh, that's it from me. Um, so. Well, when we record again, it uh, will be. We'll have perfect vision. It will be closer to the end of uh, 2019. Maybe 2020, but or hopefully, 2020. Ho- hopefully, we'll get one more in. Maybe yeah, I don't that'd know. Be nice. Um, when do you get back from Christmas? What day? Back from Christmas on the 28th. Okay, so it's possible. A couple days. You never a couple, know. A couple of those Might days when you get back is I'm not doing anything, but it's just about what it's you guys are up to. Roaring twenties, man. <laughs> like that's it, crazy. <laughs> We're almost to the to the roaring twenties. Um, so yeah, uh, cool. everybody, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, go see Star Wars and check it out. And hopefully, it'll be great, and we can all run out into the streets and tell everybody how it's our favorite movie of all time. And if not, you know, life will go on, and twenty twenty will bring us good. So. <laughs> thanks for uh, listening, everybody. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, Kwanzaa. Everybody, be safe. Whatnot, yeah, over over the holidays, and um, hopefully, our podcast got you through all your travel safely. Bye.